Welcome, everyone, to episode 38 of the Gen X Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Mario Piper, and with me for this special episode is my co-host, Suzanne Peterson. Hey, Suzanne, how's it going? Hi, Mario. It's going very well. How are you? Doing good. How, is, how are the wounds? Oh, the wounds are healing. Um, the, worst, the worst one is on my hand. I think there's just a little bit of nerve issue going on, but other than that, it's, it's, it's getting there. Well... Good. I hope that uh, that dog learned a lesson. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I know I did. <laughs> yeah. Dogs all over America, please stay on your leashes. Stay on a leash, um, yes. <laughs> so uh, today's episode, we're going to talk about a specific kind of a film, and that's why uh, I invited Suzanne to be with me on this episode. Normally, she's with me on the on the interview parts, um, but there's a kind of a film that we both really like, and so we wanted to talk about it, and that's Red Scale Film. But before we get into the episode, um, just wanted to, to talk a little bit about what's going on over in Ukraine uh, with the invasion by the Russians, uh, by Putin's administration, basically, and uh, just really feeling... Um, sympathy for for the people over in Ukraine. So uh, everyone there, just know that our hearts, our thoughts and prayers are with you. And uh, I think also of Zuza Medusa, um, you know, you were one of my, I think my third guest on the on the podcast and you're from Poland, which is very near to, uh, uh, to the U- Ukraine. So I'm hoping that you're uh, doing uh, okay as well. I uh, just wanted to, uh, to say that, um, know that this world is... <laughs> It's kind of kind of difficult right now, but uh, didn't want to talk about something nice and happy without at least addressing that. You know? I agree. All right. Well, let's get, get right into the episode. You know, um, I shot a roll of Ektachrome E100, and I red scaled it. And we'll talk about what that means in just a minute. But I posted some pictures uh, on my Instagram. And a man named um, Daniel Smith uh, on Instagram, he's known as Corvus Press, C-O-R-V-U-S-P-R-E-S-S, Corvus Press, uh, commented on one of the photos and asked if I would talk about it on a future episode. So, Daniel, you're uh, uh, definitely an inspiration for this episode. I want to make sure to, to say that. But a uh, red scale film, what is it? Well, to understand about red scale film, we have to understand basically what film photographic film is and without getting too technical you know there's all kinds of bases that a film can be you know film emulsion can be on whether it's glass or s-star or polyester or whatnot but let's just consider basic photographic film like we most of us shoot 35 millimeter film 120 film whatever um the way the film is um comprised is the very, very back of the film is called an anti-halation layer, which basically prevents light from bouncing back through the film from the from behind the film as it passes through. Um, and that layer is removed during the uh, development process. Um, so anyways, that's the very, very back part of the, the uh, 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 film base. And then there's the film base. And then there's the emulsion. And the emulsion layers start from right next to the base, the red sensitive layer, and then the green sensitive layer. And then finally, at the very top of the emulsion, the blue sensitive layer. So when you shoot film, and we're talking color film right now, when you shoot color film, normally that blue sensitive layer is going to be receiving the light first. 
and then the light's going to pass through the green sensitive layer. And finally, it's going to pass through the red sensitive layer, through the base, through the inhalation layer, and then it'll be uh, done as far as uh, sensitizing or uh, ex exposing the film. So the red sensitive layer is the last part to be ex uh, exposed during normal photography. But when you red scale film, what it is is you're actually turning the film around and this is not done in the camera. You have to do this before you load the camera. And then you shoot through the base of the film first. And then the light passes through the red sensitive layer. And then finally through the green and the blue sensitive layer. So it presents a really red shifted image or makes a red shifted image because of light passing through the red sensitive layer first. So that's kind of a technical uh, explanation of how red scale film uh, or what red scale film, film is. Um, and no one really knows what the history of it is. Uh, it's it might have there might have been accidental dental red red scale photography done in you know with large format photography just putting the film in backward, which would be pr pretty easy to do. But more so lately, with the with photography film photography taking on more of an artistic having more artistic flair versus uh, technical uh, perfection it seems like more and more people are interested in alternative processes or alternative photography, such as red scale photography. So Suzanne, um, you've shot red scale uh, film before, right? I have. Yes. Yeah. What's been your experience with it? So I first shot it. I actually had to look back to see when I first shot, first started shooting it. And it was back in 2019. Um, I had a roll of Lomography's lobster and it's a 110. So their lobster is a 110. They they call their uh, 120 film just Lomo Red Scale. And so it was in a camera that was a basic point and shoot. I had no control over exposure or anything. Um, and I loved it. It was, I definitely got a variety of looks. So anywhere from just a deep red, just almost looks like there was a red gel across it to yeah. other images that had more... Um, like a variety of tones within it but majority of it was red so yeah. so yeah and i've and i've noticed that be somewhat consistent as i've shot it but obviously if i have a little more control over the amount of exposure um i actually like to overexpose it mm -hmm. because i also had sort of a when i red scaled my own which we're going to talk about too I yeah. didn't have the best results because I just didn't know what I was doing as well. But I just, I, I adore it. I, after that first roll, I was hooked. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's really fascinating. And, and you think, well, with red scale photography, a lot of times, um, as opposed to traditional color photography, you're basically getting a monochromatic image, not black and white, but monochromatic in the sense that it's basically one color and it's just kind of gradations of that color and that color is right. red or orange um but it presents a fascinating look you know yes i i really love it really really do love it especially in the winter you know when things are kind yeah. of white all around yes. it present prevent presents a little bit of color it does and i that's actually what i shot i shot a roll this last week on my pinhole camera and which i thought actually was super successful in terms of my what i've done before um yeah but it was super snowy. So it just had that good level of contrast and, you know, simplicity in the scene for the most part for me. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, it was, I, I love it too. It's, I, I think maybe my love of black and white, especially now has put me mm -hmm. back into loving red scale even more because I do prefer, almost prefer that monochromatic look. Yeah, absolutely. So the question is then, how do, how do you get into red scale photography? I mean, it, it's, it would seem like it's kind of a difficult thing to, you know, shoot through the film backward. How, how is that possible? Well, there's two possible ways to do it. One is by buying red scale film, and then one is doing it yourself. Let's talk about the buying of the film first. Now, Suzanne, you said you, you bought the Lomochrome, not Lomochrome, <laughs> I think in terms of Lomochrome nowadays. Right, I know, right? Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited for June. But uh, <laughs> the <laughs> Lomography's, uh, lo uh, lo is it Lobster? Yeah, so the 110 version is Lobster. And then once I had such such like excitement over that, then I found, oh, they also have this in 120. I'm guessing they have it in 35 millimeter too, but I think they just call it Lomo Red Scale. I just just okay. actually picked up some more of it. But um, cool. yeah, and then of course, Cinestill. Yeah. Their <laughs> the mistakes, the red room. <laughs> I know, I still have those. I have not shot those yet. I'm like, I don't know why I feel like it's such a, I'm hanging on to it for the right, Things, which I don't yeah. even know what that is, but <laughs> just shoot it, just shoot it. So just, I know, I know. <laughs> I need to just shoot it. Yeah, um, there are a couple of other companies that um, make Red Scale. I forgot what I forget what one of the names is. I just saw it today, but there's another company called Kono, and they make uh, okay. the Rottweil Number no. Two. Uh, Kono Rottweil Number no. Two uh, Red Scale, and I actually, it's kind of funny. I shot a roll of that um, with uh, Denise Gray's. Uh, okay. We did a film swap. She shot Pro Image 100, and I shot Kono Rottweil number two. And okay. then we sent sent each other the roles and shot over each other's roles. And what was fascinating is a few of the images on the Kono, um, you know, the the Kono Red Scale or the Rottweil, after she sh shot over it and then sent it to get developed, it almost had a sort of like a hazy electric blue mm. on top of a, a dingy yellow a red or yellow base or something I, it was hard to it's hard to describe i'll have to put it in the show notes or the yeah. uh, instagram I, I, I feel like i know what you're talking about and i bet it's because of again going back to the exposure thing yeah because on my pinhole i noticed that most of them were just the red that i'm used to but then there were a couple that were very long exposures and it was it was funny because the day i went out it was snowing and it was cold and so i did a, and so it was very overcast so i took a meter reading at my car and i didn't bring yeah. my light meter i'm like i'm just going to shoot it all on this setting so i'm sure it was just slightly more overexposed but there's you almost don't even see the red scale you don't even yeah. see it but it's more like a bluish so it's interesting it is it really really is um, I, I've done that with, uh, I think, Fujifilm uh, Superior 400. Okay. Uh, I, I shot the entire roll. I red scaled it and then shot it. And it almost was more yellow than red. Um, mm. Or maybe, um, maybe almost sepia, which is kind oh, of yeah. interesting. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, there's a, number of, um, there's a number of films that are available. But there's also a way that you can shoot red scale, and that's by doing it yourself. So... I know you said you've done some red scale. How how what was your process in uh, making red scale film? And then uh, so, my 
Yeah, um, I, I don't even know how right mine is, but I just kind of YouTubed it. So I did I don't Fuji. Think right or wrong. <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. Um, so I did Fuji C200, and I don't remember what I rated it at, but I just okay. Now I have to think. So I had an ex, I had a reel, uh -huh. and I must have taped it on. Is this what, is that what you're asking me? Like how I physically did it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I taped on a little bit um, while it was, they were, you know, the red scale was still within its canister, taped it onto the new one, and then put it in a dark bag and just wound backwards until it was all wound off of the other reel. Okay, so you went from reel to reel? I did. Okay, see, I recently learned about doing that, and I was like, why didn't I, why didn't I, uh, Find out, find out about this sooner. What um, I did, because <laughs> I don't like using a dark bag. My hands okay. get sweaty. I just go yeah. into my bathroom. What yeah. I did was I, <laughs> I uh, made sure to take a, um, to take a, a canister that was already shot and you know where I had already developed the roll and I you know cut up, cut it at the base. So there was a little bit left at at the base of of the right. of the roll. Brought that into the bathroom. And then I brought the film that I was going to red scale into the bathroom. And before I did that, I cut off the leader, brought it all into the bathroom with some tape, and I put the tape <laughs> a certain place so I'd know I could feel for it in the dark. And then when I got into the bathroom, I took all the all the film out of the uh, <laughs> out of the canister, oh, and then flipped okay. it around, and then taped it, and then uh, you know reeled it back in. And it was so difficult because I had yeah. to get, make sure to get the uh, make sure to get the the two ends correctly matched oh. up so that way when it got roll you know wound back into the into the canister it wouldn't be twisted or you know right go in at an angle so I recently found what you did to be much more effective you can do it all you know the first part of it all in daylight and then just in the dark bag or whatever then you can reel it into the you know from one to the other right um yeah that saves a lot of time <laughs> and i'm makes, sure <laughs> make so that uh you get everything done correctly in the light yeah. and, and well, so you actually do the this red scaling so live and learn <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> so yeah. um so that's kind of how you do it you know it, it, basically it's taking the film out of the you know the film that you want to red scale and it's color negative film or slide film uh you take again take the film out of the canister and either you can do it like i did previously which is completely taken out and then red scale or you can just clip off the leader um, of the film that you want to shoot and then make sure that the film emulsion is on the back side as it's going into the canister that is going to be used in the film in the camera when you shoot that film the the emulsion has to be on the back side and the film base has to be facing forward or forward, facing the yes. front because that you're going to be shooting through the base and the emulsion is going to be on the back um it's not that challenging to do it's it's a bit more challenging to explain it audibly <laughs> than it yes. is to actually do it so maybe what I'll do is post a little video um, and put it on the Instagram page as well. Oh, yeah. Just, just a, or maybe you can do that. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, um, no, that's great. Yeah, just remembering that you got to flip the film over. 
Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you just what, same old thing. <laughs> exactly. And whatever method you do that, uh, as long as you're shooting through the the base first and then the emulsion right uh, last. So, so what kinds of films uh, can you shoot? Well, what kinds of films have you shot uh, with red scale? Well, the only one that I've actually done myself was the Fuji C200. Right. And I, I want to say I shot it at 200. Okay. So I don't think I was playing around with that quite yet. Um, but then I did start rating it. Um, I think my most current one has been like 50 ISO. Okay, from 200 to, 200 to 50? Uh, whatever, yeah, I can, I'm trying to think of what... what uh, what it usually is. I don't even know what is what is box labeled. <laughs> yeah. is, it, is it 200 or 400 or? Well, there's Fuji C200 and then there's Superior 400, but I think they just re-released or released, a, Julie was showing me, my wife was showing me, um, uh, Fuji re-released or released a new film, a new color film stock or something like that. Oh. Um, 200 speed film, so. Okay, I, I thought you were meaning, I thought you were asking what, um, Okay, I, I think I kind of misunderstood. Yes, I've been rating it almost always at 50 ISO. Okay. On my on my most current ones. Okay. From I, I feel like I get better results. So from the from the box B200, you're rating it at, at 50. Yeah, yeah. So okay. whether yeah. I'm doing it just red scale film that I bought through Lomography or yeah. my see the my own, I don't exactly remember because I was kind of a newbie to it at that point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, almost always I rated at 50 just because I'm finding that mine get really, really dark, yeah. like too dark for, you know, I would really have to lighten it up in Lightroom, which I try, I really try hard not to do that. Just, it's just personal preference. I try, I like it to have it just however it came out, but, um, yeah. but I like my, even my last roll that I did on the Pentax, the 110, um, mm. I had to lighten those up a ton. And oh, so man. I don't even know. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, obviously they just, they weren't, they were underexposed a little bit, but they're gorgeous. Like they're gorgeous, rich red, but you yeah. just don't get, it, it wasn't quite what I was wanting in the image. So I just lightened it up and it became super grainy and gritty, which is fine. Cause I like that too. Yeah. But. yeah that's awesome. They were, they were pretty awesome uh, photos <laughs> Thank you. in my estimation. Um, yeah. So with red scale film, um, I've, I've shot quite a bit of it. I think I started with, uh, oh man. I think I started with Ektar. I red scaled it. Um, I don't remember what I shot it at. It was very, very red though. So I might have shot it near 100 or maybe 50. Maybe, maybe just one stop difference. Okay. I've learned through the years to really overexpose red scale. Is red scale film is kind of what makes a good image. But I've done that. I've done the Kodak 2254. What's I? shot at 0.3 ISO. <laughs> I was just um, going to say, so I'm looking through your Instagram and you do have the, your last two posts are, are interesting because you have anywhere from like a yellow with some deep shading to a really bold red to yeah. a pale yellow. That's so cool. And that's all rated at the same. No, no, those are different oh. films. Um, oh, got it. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, the really bold red that, that interestingly, that was the uh, Kodak, E100 Ektachrome oh. slide film. Oh, yeah. I, I was like, I wonder what's going to happen. Because I love looking through slides and I thought, I wonder what yeah. would happen if I red scaled it. What would it be still transparent? And it, it is. It's just really dark. Yeah. And, uh, I shot that, I believe, at 25. Okay. Oh, those are cool. 
I'm looking at the one that has like the, what's that? Go ahead. (laughs) Oh yeah. I'm looking at the one that has the, like, is it a fin, like a dolphin fin or something? Yeah. That's uh, the whale sails. That's the, that's the ectochrome. Yeah. And then I was going back a little further. They almost look neon. Yeah. Um, I, how I shot those uh, images was at ISO 25, and I really could have shot them at ISO 6, maybe. Okay. And it would have lightened those images. Um, I, I like the way they turned out, but mm-hmm. it was definitely different than color negative film that I've red scaled. Oh, okay. Um, Interesting. Color negative like film. Do you feel like your exposure has to be, so, like what I was noticing with mine, where mm-hmm. I got some images that were just, they were absolutely perfect what I would want. And they were between yeah. a red, orange, and yellow. But do you notice that you have to be super accurate when you're rating it, when you're overexposing it that much, do you need to be even more accurate with your exposure? Are you finding that or are you paying attention to that? Or I am um, a lot of times with red scale, usually the films that I've red scale, I've done a lot of different different varieties of films, uh, you know, red scaling them. I'm currently going through a roll of portrait red scaling it. Okay. Um, but a, a lot of times what I'll do with the first roll is I'll shoot it at various ISOs starting not from the box speed. I, I usually start two stops brighter than the box speed. So if it, again, if I'm shooting like say portrait 400, okay. I'll start it at ISO 100. I see. And then I'll shoot one at 50, then 25, and then 12. Oh, okay. That way I cover all four stops and see which one looks the best. And then that way I know, you know, after I develop it, if I want to shoot that, you know, shoot Portrait 400 again in red scale, I'll know which ISO would be best, you know, bring out the best color for that right. particular film. So. Are you shooting the same image four times? At yeah. Four? Okay, got it. Yeah. And basically what I do, because I want to keep the shutter speed, you know, probably 125th of a second or better. So I'll just start at, you know, a certain aperture and then adjust it, shooting, you know, shoot it, adjust it, shoot it, adjust it, shoot it, adjust it. Right. So I've covered four exposures. Cool. But yeah, it's, it's fun. It's so fun. It is. Agreed. Anyways. So yeah, red scale film. um, It's basically what it, what it can do is it can bring uh, something different to, you know, a person's photography, because to be quite honest, sometimes, you know, just shooting standard, I know for me at least, shooting standard color or standard black and white, although it's enjoyable, sometimes it's nice to add a little spice to to the photography, you know? And so this is a, a nice, cheap, easy way to change up, change up your photography, especially if you're shooting um, color negative film. Now, a word about uh, red scaling, that this red scaling works for color negative film. Also, <laughs> from my one roll experience, it can work for a slide film, but I do think it needs more overexposure than, say, color negative. I think it needs to be, you know, you're shooting at shot three or four stops more overexposed than, say, color negative film. Um, but I, I can't say that definitively. <laughs> I'm just look, thinking about my images and the way they came out. I like um, the Kodak Gold you shot, the Kodak Gold 200. I love that. <laughs> wow, that's beautiful. Yeah. Do you know what so, you rated that one at? 
Well, those were some of the ones that I rated. I, I shot them at various ISOs. Okay. Or shot them at various exposures. And I think that was some of the brighter exposures. Okay. Um, so maybe three or four stops brighter than box speed. Okay. Um, I guess, you know what, maybe we should talk about this just, just a little bit. Like, how to shoot red scale film. Um, we've kind of danced around it, around it, but when you shoot, say, film at box speed, normally you shoot, like if you shoot gold 200, you're going to shoot it at ISO 200. But since you're flipping the film around, since you're shooting through the base, you know, the back of the film first instead of the emulsion side first, uh, it reduces the amount of light that that gets to that first part of the emulsion, which is the most sensitive part. So, um, so what you need to do to, to get a decent image is you have to rate your, well, you don't have to, there's no rules in, in this, but to get a pretty well exposed image, it's wise to shoot, like say if you're shooting gold 200 and you red scale it, a recommendation is to shoot it instead of at 200 or at 100, you overexpose it by two stops and shoot it at 50 and you'll get some fairly red or orange photos. And if you continue overexposing it more, you can get start getting into the yellow. And even in, I've shot, you know, some, some film that I've shot way overexposed, it almost looks a little green. The, the mm -hmm. yellow takes on a, almost a green tint to it. Yes. Um, so it's all based on exposure and how much, how much exposure you get to the film, so. Yeah. And sometimes it is fun even to have like, so my first, it was either the first or one, one of the first ones that I shot on the 110. Mm -hmm. um, they're, they are really dark and rich, but if you want to do like, I was actually noticing on that Rot, Rotwild <laughs> um, yeah. site, they have a picture on there that is very similar to one that I shot and it's, it's got a horizon. So it's it's great because everything is super silhouetted, yeah. um, and it totally works with that kind of an image. Um, and I had one. I, I remember we were at the zoo, <laughs> and there is a hill, and there was a kid walking across the hill. And so I'm like, oh, I'm snap that! It is such a cool shot. I'm not cool. excuse me, not patting myself on the back, but it's just like it came out just like you know you can see his feet walking. And then yeah. it's just like, it's just a ridge and then a tree and a kid. It's just, and I love it, even though it's super duper dark. Like you can't yeah. make out almost anything else, but the silhouette of what was on that hill, which, so I guess it kind of depends on the effect you're looking for. That's true. That's true. And sometimes even if you're not looking for that effect, the, the, the effects that come, the almost, mm -hmm. almost the unexpected results from the, from shooting at Red Scale can make, make the image uh speak to you in a different way than you thought it was going totally. to speak to you know yes i absolutely agree i know uh, i was good oh no that's okay it's it's just such a it's a fun thing to do fun thing to uh to add to to your menagerie of it's kind of like double exposures you know just just a little spice to to the photographic life yes just shaking it up a little bit absolutely but here's <laughs> the question how do you develop uh Red scale film. Well, good news, it can be developed just like you <laughs> develop regular uh, color negative film. But one recommendation I do have is when you load it into your uh, into your developing reels, I do suggest loading it the way you normally would load it with the emulsion side facing 
toward the center of the reel instead of facing outward, just because you don't want the emulsion to get scratched in any way, you know, during the development process or putting it, you know, loading it into the into the tank. So even though you're shooting at red scale, develop it or, you know, load it onto the reel as if it wasn't shot red scale. And it's not going to affect the colors in any way. It's just making sure that protective film base is facing outward. Um, but other than tip. that, I didn't know that. <laughs> well, I I haven't had any experience where the, the emulsion has scratched, but I just don't want to take any chances. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I'm, I'm sort of in hindsight thinking, I think that my some of mine were scratched because they did have that blue line that or that, you know, that you're like, oh, that's indicative of a scratch. Yeah. But I've loaded everything on just as it came out, whether it's 120 or whatever. I've just yeah. fed it on like I normally would. So yeah. maybe that's where I could make a change and protect that emotion a little bit. Could be. I for me, um, like I when in post processing, I can edit out say a piece of dust or whatever. But I can't if if I scratch off part of the emulsion, that's that's the image, you know. So you can't put back any image that's that's scratched away. So right. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a whole lot of fun, and again, it's relatively cheap to do. If you you know if you have color film and want to do something different, try red try giving red scale uh, you know a shot, and it's it's quite quite nice. So I agree. <laughs> all right, <laughs> thank you so much, Suzanne, for uh, going through this. Hopefully, for all you listeners, it was um, relatively um, clear how uh, you know red scale works. Um, it's not that difficult. The most difficult, the two most difficult parts are loading the film from, or, you know, exchanging the film from one canister to the other. And that has to be done in the dark. You can start that process, you know, get them connected in broad daylight. But then when you actually start reeling the, the film from one, from the original canister into the other canister, that has to be done in complete darkness. And you, you know, got to make sure that the, as it's going through, that the, the emulsion side is, is facing the back part of the, the film. It's, go, you know, basically from changing from being, fa from facing forward to facing backward. And then the second thing is just exposure. And it, suggestion is just to play around with the exposure. Don't weep too much when <laughs> there's photos that don't turn out too, you know, too good. It's just part of the learning uh, learning curve, but just give it a lot of exposure, and you'll, uh, you know, two, three, maybe four stops brighter than the box speed, and it yields some great results. So totally agree. Absolutely. Well, we're going to sign off uh, with this episode, but as we say, always keep those analog vibes alive.